on this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock. Move over Woodward and Bernstein, our duo of Zernheld and Bud, have some exclusive EEA gate news related to a new Google Ads change. The beta has reached its climax. Google's new automated campaign type is rolling out to all accounts. Microsoft is developing a new Teams experience that doesn't mesh well with Facebook's future plans, but the book's name change has certainly already left its mark. Ew. All on today's show. You know what time it is. It's officially Marketing O'Clock. We bring you all the digital marketing news of the week, powered by the digital marketing community. If you want to join the conversation, hit us up. We are at Marketing O'Clock everywhere, and you can join our community on Discord at community.marketingoclock.com. We record every week from the Cypress North Studios in beautiful Buffalo, New York, to bring you our famous Friday news show. You can subscribe to our show at youtube.marketingoclock.com or wherever you consume your podcast. Head over to marketingoclock.com slash newsletter to receive every article we cover straight to your inbox. Hey there, I'm Christine Zernhout. AKA Shep. I'm Jess Bud. And I'm Greg Finn. And it is officially Marketing O'Clock. Here on November 5th, 2021. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us here in November. Jess, it's good to see you. What do you have going on this week? Hi. So... Um, we just said it's the fifth, but it's actually the third when we're recording. And I just want to say that for Halloween, we carved our pumpkins on the 30th. And as of me leaving for work this morning, one of our jack-o'-lanterns is still lit from Saturday the is 30th. Is your house going to burn down? Oh, it's outside. You can't do that. The candle's just been running the whole time. It, that's how, that's wind, how houses rain, burn down. Nothing. No, it's outside. It's in a gourd. We light them every night, the other ones, but this one is just like chilling. That sounds like something I would do, but like not you. You do things right. Oh, I put a candle on <laughs> this plant. <laughs> Seriously. And I just have, it, have it burning. There's that's no ridiculous. Way I'm not going to your house and I'm blowing that thing out. I mean, my husband is currently not working, so he's home. <laughs> what kind of candles fire. do you even put in them? That like, one. They're special jack-o'-lantern candles? No, this one we put like a, what do you call them, votives? Like the really tall, thick ones? I would never even put a real candle in there. I'd probably put like a flashlight in. Yeah. Well, it's exactly. a large pumpkin. We had to do something. How big is a pumpkin? It's a, I don't know. It's like this big. Oh, it's a big pumpkin. For our listeners, what is that, a foot? Foot and a half? Well, when your house burns down, we're going to have to cut this out of the episode. So <laughs> thank you for the extra work for Kayla. Redacted. I have a little Halloween story, too. Um, so we have a ring video doorbell, which is like a really old joke from the show, if you remember that. Ring video doorbell. And I put a note out because we just took the baby to one house for trick-or-treating. And I was just being a jerk. So I put this note out, like chastising people, telling them to not take extra candy. And my faith in humanity was stored because there's like a couple cute videos of these little girls being like reading the note. Don't be a jerk. Take one piece of candy. We have a ring doorbell. And it was like so nice. And I felt bad for writing the note. And then they're like, oh, I'm only going to take one. I'm only going to take one. It was so sweet. So then a couple hours later, Eddie had to go pick up dinner. And I was putting the baby to bed. So we put the sign back out. It's like now really late. This is what was captured on the ring doorbell. We're going to have to show this on the video. There's a person outside of my home peeing on my neighbor's house. Oh, my God. That's an adult. That's a grown person. He's in the bushes, and he's peeing. 
emphasis on the trick. <laughs> this looks like a guy who would pee on your neighbor. How house. many pieces did he take? <laughs> <laughs> he left them behind. <laughs> so then these kids come walking up, and I'm like watching it all in slow oh, motion. I'm like, oh my no. god, these kids are gonna like they don't know what they're walking up to. He starts talking to them. I quickly <sighs> realize he's their dad, oh. and he like ran ahead of them to pee on my neighbor's house. <laughs> There's so many twists. Oh and my turns. gosh, <laughs> who does that? It's not like, his house. Yeah, I only take one piece of candy. Oh my god! Be on you your neighbor's house, but don't, we don't take yeah, the more morality than police over here. <laughs> Do you know what his favorite candy is? Oh no, oh, it's gonna no. be bad. Reese's peas. <laughs> <laughs> so disgusting. So then, faith in humanity restored, then unrestored. Hate it. <laughs> but then, your faith in humanity will be restored again when you watch the new episode of Agency Scoop. It is our agency's other podcast with our CGO Jill Fetcher, and she has a really great episode this week with our very own Caleb, and also another um, former intern turned full-time employee here, Nicole Waddington. And they are talking about our internship program and their experience transitioning into working here full-time. It's some really great insights, so don't miss it. And Caleb did a great job. You can also watch us on Spotify now. So you can watch us on YouTube and Spotify. And I promise our new studio is like maybe three shows away. That's awesome. We just bought the lighting. Literally spent... A thousand dollars on lighting. A thousand dollars. Thank you. But the good news, our future is so bright. <laughs> so it check it out on Spotify <laughs> or over on YouTube. And then lastly, big shout out to PPC Greg, 2020 Greg of the Year. He had maybe the cameo of the year if we had that, if we would have that uh, category. Well, he got former number one NBA draft pick from Ohio State, Greg Odin. To give a congrats, in in PBC Greg had paid Greg Odin to give him a congrats for Greg of the Year, and then it was funny if you listen close, Greg Odin switched it up, and it's like the other Greg talking about PBC Greg. So maybe there's an asterisk around last year's win, but anyway, it's a great video, pretty cool to hear uh, former number one draft pick talk about marketing clock. And Caleb, are you related to? Yeah, Greg he's my cousin, so that was a weird crossover for first me. cousin. No, no it's, it's a little down the line. Okay. But. Oh, well, then he can't win Greg of the Year. There's a conflict of interest. Yeah, so yeah. then PPC Greg, you, you you've right. retained the crown. And so. he said nice things about us in it, too. He did. Thanks, PPC Greg. See if I can win another one, another one at the family reunion. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and the big news this week to start us off is that Performance Max campaigns are rolling out to all advertisers on Google Ads. I feel like this beta has been around for so long. I never got access to it. Well, now they are available to everyone. Ginny tweeted from her at ads liaison account. Performance Max campaigns are now rolling out to all advertisers globally. Introduced last year, Performance Max campaigns allow advertisers to buy Google Ads across Discover, Display, Gmail, Maps, Search, and YouTube from a single campaign type. These optimize for e-commerce, lead generation, or local sales goals you set. And to simplify things, in 2022, smart shopping and local campaigns will seamlessly upgrade to performance max campaigns. No migrations will occur in Q4. Somebody mm. added me and like put the quotes. I like the quote upgrade on it. It's like upgrade is it really upgrade yeah i remains to be seen i have heard some good things about them from um anastasia sorokina who was on one of our previous marketing talks and she talked about how she had a lot of success with these but um it's a lot like smart shopping she said where you get no data 
and then it steals all the traffic that like would have converted from your other campaigns and you would have had the data so like your search campaigns aren't going to do as well so it's definitely something i'm interested in testing in certain accounts but we should all tread lightly here. Yeah, and our running joke is that Performance Max is like a character. It's yeah. like it's like Performance Maximilian. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's just some smarmy guy that just nods to you. And every time you're like at and, and then I think Sean Alley was saying it sounds like a feature on a truck commercial. Ooh. Like where it's like, yeah. oh, it's the new F one fifty heavy duty HD <laughs> performance max. HD, I love it. You won't believe how many torques we get out of these horses or something like that. You know? I think of I picture my performance max as like a fake superhero. And he's just like a normal guy, like normal body, but he's wearing like tights and a cape and a mask. Like Captain Underpants? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, but everything he does trying to save the day makes it worse. You know what I mean? It's like the building's on fire and he goes to get this big like fluid thrown and it's just gasoline. And just the whole thing lights right up. It'd be a great comic book. That's actually really That's good. funny. So I really like to get info on stuff like this by actually building it. And like I said, I don't, even though they're starting the rollout, I don't have access in any of my accounts yet, but I found this article with best practices for it. And there's a video. Um, so I'll just go through some of these. So you start by picking your conversion goal and you set values for your conversion. More on that in my next story. Um, then you pick your budget and bid strategy. It looks like you can use maximize conversion value. You can add a ROAS target to that optionally. And then you can also use max conversions add a CPA target to that if you want to. Then they have this thing called final URL expansion, which is turned on by default. This helps you find, this is a quote from Google, new converting search queries that aren't already covered by your keyword-based search campaigns or where performance max campaigns has a higher ad rank, which is gonna be always. Always. It uses relevant landing pages on your website to match you to relevant queries and to dynamically customize headlines for your ads. Hmm. Um, you can exclude specific parts of your website from being targeted. So it used the example of excluding FAQ pages if you didn't want URL expansion on for those. And then you can also, these will be um, adhering to the brand safety guidelines that you set at the account level. Um, they are also working on adding account level negative keywords um, which will be really nice. Like we don't have that for smart shopping, right? So you'll be able to exclude certain things, but they're not available yet. I don't think I'd want to test this without those. No. And yeah. I, we had a smart shopping marketing talk a while back where if you have a rep that's good, they can exclude things, but it's not technically a negative yeah. keyword. You never see it anywhere. It's like the scariest thing ever. So that's a welcome change. That's an improvement. Um, they recommend up uploading a variety of creative assets and then they're going to test them all and optimize the same thing we've always heard. Um, you can also add audience signals to indicate which audiences are more likely to convert. They recommend using first party data whenever possible um, to try to find users similar to those. You can use ad extensions to for these. So I really don't have much to say on this until I can actually try setting one up um, and test it, but they're available to everyone. So... Go crazy, people. What else is happening this week? All right. This week, I got an email overseas, across the pond from the EU, about some breaking news exclusive to Marketing O'Clock. So call me Barb's Walter here, as this relates to the default ads treatment policy. And if you remember this, it rolled out in August in 2021, and it was geared to not show ads to minors. And 
if you were not logged in or if you were known as a minor, you wouldn't see ads in a specific grouping. So again, if you were a child, you, those categories that would be restricted would include but not be limited to alcohol, adult content, gambling, and prescription drugs. And then Google will adjust the type of ads and formats that might be filtered as to re, as required to comply with regulation. And again, this is for only the UK, the European Economic Area, or EEA, and that apply to the Switzerland as well. So I guess that's part of the EEA. Now, according to the email that we got from our marketing clock deep throat here, is that <laughs> it is actually doing the opposite, these changes. So I'm going to break down what they said to us. So the example provided, the account has a certification for restricted financial products, like a certification you can get for pharma, but this is for financial products. And basically, if you are a company that has a legit financial product but falls in a certain category um, and you're not full of hack, you can get this certification. So it's about spread betting, certain kind of Forex and all that. They have that certification, so they're good to go just like you need to be um, certified for pharma. They did all the right things, but when things were implemented, um, they and their certified competitors were removed from the Serpies and replaced by a bunch of shysters out there. Yeah, the Serpies. No, we're going to stop you. Cease and desist. Okay, they were removed from the Serps, but they were replaced by a bunch of shysters that were peddling um, odd things. But because they didn't have the certification, they slipped under the radar, right? So Mm. Google went to try to say, oh, all you group of advertisers with the certification, we somebody's not logged in. So you, you group that went through and filled all this out are now removed. But by doing that, all these shady advertisers made their way up and started, you know, actually doing things that could be harmful. So intended effect was the opposite of what Google had happened. So again, um, I'm just going to read through really quick here. Uh, The reach dropped. They could see the big portion of unknown age groups um, drop for where they were serving. And then I was like, did this actually like hinder performance? And they said, Google has suddenly found new reach where it was previously lost and backfilled our impression serving. So we're still spending at the same level, which I thought was funny. Um, And so moral of the story, it appears the change is again, doing the exact opposite. So if you're a marketer and you have any of those certifications um, or exceptions or approvals, you should check about your serving in the UK and the EU as you may see a big drop in non-logged in accounts. And you may see a group of uh, inappropriate advertisers actually taking that space. It is so bad. It's not as bad as the term Serpies. Actually, it is. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Jess, what you got? All right. Next up here in the main news and also filed under thanks, I hate it. Thank you, Shep. From CNN, Facebook changes its company name to Meta. This happened late last week, so I doubt it's actually new news to any of our listeners. But in case you only caught it in passing, just to be clear, the name change is only for the parent company, which is formerly Caps Lock Facebook, and the social platform will will remain Facebook. So parent company, Meta. Pronounce incorrectly, Meta. Is it? Yes. Okay. My favorite jokes was when people were like- No, it's Meta. (laughs) Pronounce Meta. Okay, but it's like GIF or GIF. Like, I don't know the answer here. To paraphrase the article, Zuck said that the name change comes from the company being so much more than just a social media company. They have a broader focus on building technology that connects people. 
the name comes from the gr- Greek word that means beyond. Am I pronouncing that one correctly? Or is it beyond? Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was definitely. Well, I think they're just copying because I recently watched a true crime documentary that was also a sports documentary <gasps> about a gentleman who changed his name to Meta World Peace. He changed it again. Though. What's it now? I don't know. But Facebook's just ripping him off. But is it Meta or Meta? This guy was definitely Meta. had two T's. Oh, yeah. it's meta. Zuckerberg said meta. You His didn't watch the beautiful video of him ascending into the metaverse? Um, I did. It made me very uncomfortable. <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't know. Okay. What's anyway. <laughs> oh, it's Meta Sandiford Artest is now formerly the basketball player named Ron Artest. He dropped a piece out Caleb's of the Artest. Cousin? Got rid of the world and the I piece, wish. and it's now Sandiford Artest in 2020. Whatever. So I just, uh, I feel like his, he's just describing this very romantic, and he's all excited, and there's that big video, and he's making a big deal about it, but you just, you can't change your name in the middle of a giant PR nightmare and hope that that goes away. I mean, like, yeah, you can. He just did it. No, you can't. Those things still meta to me. Uh, <laughs> walk right into that one. Jess sent me a video where someone was saying the tagline should be the company that owns Facebook. It's so good. Oh, there's so many great things out there. But Zuckerberg did kind of sort of address the elephant in the room. He said, I know some people will say that this isn't the time. This isn't a time to focus on the future. I want to acknowledge that there are important issues to work on in the present. There always will be. Blah, 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 blah. I'm not sure there ever will be a good time to focus on the future. I also know there are a lot of you who feel the same way that I do. And based on that video, I don't think he has feelings. I don't, I yeah, he doesn't robot. feel. You guys, does it's not feel. really bizarre. Like, someone needs to help him. Like, I'm worried. It, it was such an abnormal video. And then all the examples are not examples of what you would ever see with goggles. It's not how a metaverse, <laughs> meta or a metaverse works. It. it they're like superimposing people at a at a show, and that's like, no, the, you don't get to see the the actual other body there. It's like avatar based, and you see things first person. I don't get any of it. It's very, it's and all it very really weird. sounds like the plot to a bad sci fi movie where the human race is just ceases to exist until Will Smith saves us. Why is nobody talking about that? Or Keanu Reeves? It's right? so weird. Talking about another or universe, and we're just acting like that's normal. I don't. I don't know. I, don't. I mean, it's normal to me because I, I I actually believe that this is reality and we can cut all this out if it's too crazy. But like if you look at where we came from in the first video game from 1980 and it's Pong, right? And you look at that game to where we are now, roughly 21 years oh, later. Yeah. Right? And you look at that game and you see the difference in graphics. And then could you imagine like you've seen Pong and you've seen like and like a 2K, NBA 2K or something like that. 2K? Or- oh, yeah. I played it. <laughs> <laughs> but could you see see that huge jump in just 40 years? Could What do you think that jump is going to be like in 40 more years? Am I going to be here to see it? I don't know. What do you think it's going to look like in 40 more years? It'll look like this. I bet like you can put your wife in the crowd okay. watching you play. Okay. okay. Now what's it going to look like? What's it going to look like in 400 years? Now what's it going to look like in 4,000 years? So what so then the question goes is is that notable improvement, can you ever get to something that's indistinguishable from human life? Do you think you can ever get an experience that's indistinguishable from real world? Yeah. 4,000 years. If you have an so then, timeline, So then Shep yeah. just made the case that this is not 
could not be real. Because if you can get to something that's indistinguishable yep. from real life, by definition, this will be a different base level, which is why Elon Musk will say about anything that this is not base zero of reality. And this is step one yeah, towards 100%. the next base level. And that's why I'm not putting these on. I'm just My personally. My head hurts. Does that make no, sense? Though? It makes perfect like sense. This yeah. is like <laughs> philosophy class in college. Yeah. Got to use my major somehow. Will people still pee on my house in the next base level? Yes. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a good thing. <laughs> 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 Maybe on a previous base up, that guy's not that big of a jerk. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. All right. Well, that was philosophy with Greg. And we do have a voicemail that we'll just call feelings with Mark because he has feelings. <laughs> Hey friends, it's Mark here, and you know I just couldn't stay away, and especially when we've got um, Zuckerberg in the news cycle, and wow, a rebrand that is somehow worse than Facebook in all caps, Meta. Like, what a terrible name for a company. And it's really obvious here they're just trying to distance Instagram, WhatsApp, and Messenger from the bad press they're getting from the Francis Hogan testimony. And I'm just sitting here thinking, do you know what would be a better way to fight the bad press? Actually address the user safety concerns. Like, fix things. Hello? And the way that Meta is already a company and they just stole the Sense logo and made it blue. That is crazy. Lazy. Lazy, lazy, lazy. Those are my thoughts. Thank you. Miss everyone. Bye. Ah, we miss you, Mark. Thanks. Miss him so much. So nice to hear his voice. And one other thing that made me think, too, that I was laughing is, like, Facebook had this huge problem with privacy and, and just bad things all around. And they come out like, oh, yeah, we're Meta now. And... The one like it goes through is like, oh, here are some of the things. We've got Billy Lish and we've got all this. Billy oh, Lish. and guess what? You can go into this universe and it's real life and you can just go kill all your neighbors in Grand, <laughs> Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Like, go stab your grandma in there. It's like, what are, what are you, why are we talking about this? You just, you just changed the name of your company one second ago. And you're like, you can go first person in like full real world, go stab and shoot people. Did anybody else think that was weird? Like Everything game, about everything, it is yeah. weird. Okay. I yeah. can't believe he, nobody's like intervening. Like it's scary. Mark's intervening. He said that they should fix <laughs> things and they should care about concerns. Wore the marks. So that's something. All right. Let's move on to related and not so shocking news. WhatsApp is going to be refreshing their branding accordingly with the name change. There is version 2.21.220.14 of WhatsApp beta. So when you open it, you see WhatsApp from... Meta? Meta? So then is it beta? It's in beta? None of this makes any sense. Anyway, (laughs) wild times. But the other nugget, obviously all these apps are going to rebrand, so I don't think that's a shock. But this article was from 9to5Mac. They did say that in this new beta version, there is a feature that lets users rate messages that they receive from business accounts. And then businesses will be able to improve their messaging (sighs) based on these insights. So that's like nice, but you're still not doing enough. Now... Just as an FYI, according to The Verge, Microsoft Teams is entering the Metaverse race with 3D avatars and immersive meetings. And Shep, I know you love Teams and you probably cannot wait for this to be our reality. (laughs) I hate Teams. (laughs) (laughs) I have to have like an alias on there because I'm just like banned. Well, now you can 
to have an avatar too because Microsoft is bringing Mesh, a collaborative platform for virtual experiences directly into Microsoft Teams next year. Why? According to Nicole Herskowitz, a general manager for Teams, in an interview with The Verge, she said that people people are getting meeting fatigue, right? After 30 or four minutes max, it was very hard to stay engaged and focused. I do not see how a virtual world will help people stay focused and on task. I don't want it. Microsoft, Mesh, Meetings, Meta, Metaverse. I, it's too many M's. Things are going crazy. Yeah. I, and I'm, Mesh makes me think of those like lawsuit commercials. It's like if you've been injured. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, Josh. <laughs> Call Jack, Maddie. Um, and I just want to say one other thing. If I hear the term, the physical world, one more time, I know I'm just done with that term. I think that is so insane. It should be the world. And then you could be the metaverse, the little digital thing, the glass verse, whatever you want to call it. That's fine. I agree No more with physical you. world. Two Jess different worlds, world man. agrees with you. And base 4,000. Agree. <laughs> Okay, Google Ads announced some pretty big changes this week to conversion setup. You guys, this is so dense. My apologies in advance. Before I freak anyone out, this is a little disclaimer. Your existing conversion, conversion optimization, and bidding settings will not be changed. This means that no action needs to be taken on your part. So for a lot of us, if you set up campaigns in editor mostly and you're like copying and pasting, this isn't something you're going to have to worry about for a while until you set up an account from scratch, but they're changing things. So they are launching, quote, a new way to optimize towards your objectives at the account and campaign level called conversion goals. These are replacing what we used to call conversion action sets, but they made it a little more complicated. Of course they Quote, did. conversion goals help you optimize your conversion actions. Conversion actions are grouped together based on related categories to form these conver conversion goals. For example, the purchase conversion goal would automatically contain all conversion actions like purchasing online select websites to purchasing via select apps that fall under the purchase category type. So before I dive in, there is a big terminology change here that we all need to understand so that con including conversions checkbox, where if it wasn't checked, it would only be all conversions. So now there are primary actions and secondary actions. Primary actions are included in the conversions column and used for, for bidding purposes. Secondary actions are only included in the all conversions column and they are not used to optimize your bidding. You can include secondary actions as part of a goal, but if you're using smart bidding, it won't be optimized towards these specific actions within that goal. Does that make sense? Yeah. I understand it, but only people yeah. that do this every day could ever figure this so out. So your purchase goal could have add to cart. That's the example I always come back to. Yes. And it would be in there, but it wouldn't optimize towards it. I just fail to understand how this is not an all conversion. It is. They're it just is. changing they what it's called. Name. Oh, so there is no more all conversions after this. There's still going to be the column. And the all conversions column is going to include both primary and secondary conversions. It's better it's naming, though, for the things. Yeah. But the, why do we have all conversions? Because we shouldn't have all Explaining what a conversion is and what an all conversion is to somebody is... It's one of the hardest things to do. They should that's could, not technical. They should mm -hmm. rename all conversions to secondary conversions and only include secondary conversions. Agree. Yes, you should have targeted conversions and secondary conversions. Yes. Yeah. Okay. 
Any new conversion action you add is automatically grouped into a conversion goal based on the conversion category, whether that's purchase, contact, or lead form submission. These are called standard goals. They can be made up of primary and secondary conversion actions, but only the primary actions will be included in the conversion column. Then a standard goal can be designated as an account default goal. These are goals that you'd like all of your campaigns to optimize towards automatically. And when you're making a new campaign, it'll automatically be optimized towards that. Note, this is from Google. If you have multiple standard conversion goals tracking different stages of the same conversion funnel, we recommend that you set only one of them as the account level default goal. For instance, if you're an e-commerce shoe retailer that wants to drive more online sales, it's recommended that you set purchase as the account default goal. Then there are custom goals. <laughs> These let you create and add any combination of primary and secondary conversion actions. It seems like you cannot add them as the account default, but you can, it doesn't like you could add a purchase goal and a submission goal together into a custom goal. Um, and when a secondary action is part of the custom goal, then it will appear in the conversions column, but only if it's part of a custom goal. But I really think that people will not often be making custom goals. Now, it seems like a good way to create audiences, like people that then completed that custom goal if you want to do something really specific. Oh, yeah. But if it, is it going to duplicate things in the custom in the column if it's in a custom goal and it's a secondary action we'll have to figure it out it's too much it's the, wild. it just reminds it's me of dense. a tweet a tweet that i saw and it was like somebody spends a lot of money on facebook I, I can't remember who it was but they said i spend millions and millions of dollars on facebook a month and trying to do anything on google ads is like rocket science and, and i feel that way about facebook <laughs> I, I do too i do too but Google's making all these changes yeah. and to say that your secondary conversion will show up in the all conversions tab and if you put the custom conversions together and you make sure it's a secondary you could then see it now it's it is far too much yeah and then the naming this, is so bad I had to read this article so many times I do feel like the primary secondary conversion terminology is definitely imp an improvement yeah um but the custom goals the standard goals it's just a lot and a lot of us aren't gonna do anything about this change right away because we're not forced to because our settings aren't changing and it's going to like creep up on us. Yeah. Um, so whatever, just bookmark this episode and listen back when you're ready. <laughs> um, also tucked into the end of this article, they're adding a tag assistant to help you if your conversions um, have any kind of an unverified or tag inactive error. You can use these to help you troubleshoot that much faster. And you can also see explanations this is the hyperlinked text that you'll see in reports and it'll say this change happened maybe because you lowered your budget or something um, and whatever. It doesn't matter. They often don't have good insights. But now you'll see them in the columns for um, target ROAS and maximize conversion value. So that's nice. <laughs> really, really dense change. And I think everyone's going to have to read this article like four times and I'm sorry for your brain. Now it's time for this week's take of the week. This is a hashtag fire digital marketing take with extra spice served up just for you. We simply deliver the take for your consumption. We give no opinions. We don't influence. You make the call. 
All right, and I already spoiled this week's take of the week is from Sean Alley. <laughs> we already talked about it, but he said, can we all agree that Performance Max sounds like it should be in a truck commercial? And I just reading it again because it made me smile, and we need that after what you just laid on us. <laughs> so that's it. Thanks, Sean. Now it's time for this week's ICYMI. This is something you just might not have seen. Maybe something that you overlooked, but you shouldn't have. I see why my people from Harrison Phillips at Harrison underscore Addy on Twitter. If you're confused about the difference between audience expansion and optimized targeting like I was, this should help. And then there's the little face of like a person who's being a fraud with like the mustache and sunglasses. Yeah. That made me feel so seen. I love like those your little... imposter syndrome shining yeah, through. The mustache glasses as yeah. a kid. Those are fantastic. Oh, you had they a looked lot? good on everyone's face. Yeah, as a child, I had those. Yeah. So they're great. So, um, this is a uh, screenshot from the Google Ads Help article. This is information that I don't think has always been there when they first announced optimized targeting. So, it's really helpful that they have it there now. It says, audience expansion looks for additional conversions by expanding to audience segments that look like your your manually selected audience segments. So, if you're targeting a custom segment based on top performing keywords from search campaigns... So they have this example about running shoes. So you have running shoe, sale as a keyword, and athletic footwear in market segments. Audience expansion could include similar segments like trainer sale, custom segment, and sporting goods in market segment. Optimized targeting looks for additional conversions by targeting people most likely to convert based on real-time campaign conversion data. This data could include Google searches for specific running shoe brands or clicks to popular sportswear websites, like what people who convert recently searched for. With optimized targeting, your manually selected audience segments influence the model by performing an informed starting point. So it basically doesn't care what you selected. <laughs> an informed starting point. And I'd just like to reiterate that this is usually like automatically turned on the way audience expansion was when you're trying to do remarketing. So that's terrible. Yeah, and quick check on time, Jess. I just got a newsflash that came by my screen here. Um, big fire in Lewiston. So your, <laughs> your traffic commute might take a little longer. The light of my life. Now it's time for this week's pew, pew. lightning round. At this point in the show, we split up our content into three parts. Paid, organic, and social. First up in the paid universe this week from at PPC Greg on Twitter, Greg of the Year. Ever heard of him? I think some people had this already as part of a beta, but we can finally link TikTok ad accounts to an actual TikTok page instead of having go through having to go through the ad authorization process each time. And there's a little toggle you can use to use this TikTok account. And why do you use hashtag marketing Twitter on there? I don't know. Like marketing where do, Twitter. Where do you lie, PPC Greg? Pick a side. And another thing I'd like to say is I just like, I know he's just advertising on it, but this just makes me wonder where PPC Greg is on TikTok if he watches. Like, is there Greg talk? It's I know like what he's in. Greg Odin. <clears throat> no, I know exactly where he is. What? He's in a specific sport, big time. He's an influencer. But we don't know what it is. I know what it is. Is it paid advertising? (laughs) (laughs) Reuters says that Amazon is expected to emerge as a winner in the digital advertising arena, surviving Apple's privacy changes better than rivals Facebook and Snap. So 
No mention of Twitter as we talked about. <laughs> I was thinking about that. They've seen no change. I was thinking that was like low key one of my favorite stories of the year. Everybody's like, oh, earnings, right? Everything's down. Earnings are down. And Twitter's like, huh? Nothing. No. <laughs> like, okay, well, we're still making no money. Yeah, we're still just targeting the entire world, like, even though we put US in there. It's hilarious. So, um, this article says that the e-commerce giant's vast trove, like that's not what you want to hear, of customer shopping data reduces its reliance on tracking info once provided by Apple's mobile operating system. So vast trove. R. <laughs> and from Brooke Osmondson at Brooke Osmondson on Twitter. She says, why are random Google reps popping into my email sounding like slimy agency cell? And this got sent to everyone on the client's email. So it's, hi, Brooke. I hope you had a nice weekend. This is Kyle from Google, manager of internal support for your account. I'm reaching out because I was alerted that your cost per click is currently two twenty one. What? What? $2.21. That's not $221. Yeah. That's like you. a low. Yeah. <laughs> Which is higher than I typically see in this industry. And I don't mean to be like such a psycho, but like, don't you mean average CPC? Like, okay, that sounds like your last ad was clicked on for $221. Like, okay. You tell him, Shep. Fortunately, I found the issue causing this. Do you have five minutes next week to chat? Like, oh, I forgot about this part. Make sure you're not paying more for for your com- than your competitors for clicks. It's true. Like, what could they possibly say? I, I just, I hate everything about this. I understand that Google takes all of their help that they have and they use it to try to upsell, confuse, and swindle people. Um, I wish they'd use it for support, but unfortunately, uh, Julie Bacchini, this is for you. They will yep. never do that. Yep. Um, I just, this is such a, taking one little teeny metric that, in the grand scheme of things, is meaningless. It's, it is a meaningless metric. There's nothing to do with return. There's nothing to do with, with um, any type of conversions. This is just preying on people that don't know better, and they're going to be ending up in a big performance max campaign with auto-applied everything on, and they're going to be out there throwing water on a gas fire. And that's what's going to happen. And it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. And I hate seeing this. And then the email, the entire the, the entire client is awful. We had the same thing happen. Somebody's like from the growth team. And the client was like concerned about telling us this. So they're like, oh, and should, should we tell? Should we tell? I'm like, yeah. And, and they're like, well, somebody from the, the Google growth team. What called. is that? I was like. Growing Google. Yeah, growing yeah, 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 there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Get performance max. Oh, yeah, dude. It's, it's. Unbelievable, and unfortunately, they wield the power because they are Google. And who am I to say, no, you shouldn't go into maximize clicks when I confirm, no, that Googlers were making more money by putting people into maximize clicks. I talked about it with some rep that would make more by getting them into incentives, not to do better, but to hit the specific items they're pushing. And then who are you gonna believe? You're gonna believe me? Some guy that makes jokes? On the internet or Google, right? Like it's it's ridiculous. And they just, it's, I wish, I wish so hard that they would just stop doing this and especially just stop emailing the client. Yeah. Oh, if you have an MCC account on something and you see that they're active making changes, go for it. 
And if they're not active in making changes, then go for the client. Have some clause. Like if there's not a change made in the past 30 days by this account, then go email them. But if you're somebody that's a good agency that's making changes, then don't. You At the end of the day, don't care about their success. By saying something about this CPC doesn't mean anything. There's nothing in here about conversions. Run away. I hate it. How did that feel? Great. <laughs> really good. I hate it too. And from BFF of the show, Glenn Gabe, at Glenn Gabe on Twitter, he says, I wonder how many sites realize their terrible ads are actually being filtered by Chrome. I've seen this a lot more recently, and look at the size of that module. It's freaking huge. And can I go off on this too here? Because I get this all the time, even on sites like ESPN. If you're using Chrome and Google doesn't like the size of the ad, it will block it. And I see this more and more often that there's ad is blocked. There should be some sort of criminal investigation into this, especially seeing that they slowed down other people's non-ant content. And Chrome is just going around blocking these ads because they think that they're too heavy, too intrusive. But in reality, Chrome is purposefully slowing down non-amp content. They're in cahoots with Facebook, giving them more time on the auctions. And in those redacted, alleged, all this is alleged emails, you can see the case, they're not giving the publisher the highest bid in favor of their own ad networks. And to go around and to use your browser to stop other ads from showing, to stop publishers from making money, when if they're running on your network, they will never be stopped, is criminal. It is literally criminal, criminal. and it's ridiculous. It's really bad. I just want you to relax and be a little bit more like Glenn Gabe. He even added a smiley face to this tweet. And the harshest language he used was freaking. Man after my own heart. Okay? I think he's sleeping a lot better than you. Uh, the well, harshest <laughs> word I said is cahoots. <laughs> what are you talking about? Only because you're on the mic. <laughs> so not to toot our own horn, but we have a really great new post on the Cypress North blog by the lovely and talented Olive. She is breaking down what metrics to include in a data studio dashboard for PPC. And she even talks about differences between dashboards based on the audience who's going to see the dashboard and there is a full data studio template that you can connect to your accounts and use. It's just amazing. She just wanted to link to it. I was like, Olive, we can get people's emails for this, okay? Wow. Make it gated. Wow. I love that. Yeah. She's so giving. I see what you did there. Thank you. <laughs> I just got it too. I do it to her all the time. <laughs> you won't love this. I have a new segment here. I couldn't come up with a better name than unsupportive. Maybe one of you pun people can. So Barry has this sad write-up on this tweet from Eric Heiken at Eric Heiken on Twitter. Apparently Google Ads has a maximum limit of appeals. It's unclear if this is permanent limit or if there's a cool down period. Any ideas? And he asked Ginny. So as of recording this, I have not seen a tweet from Ginny yet, but we will keep you posted there. And from Sean Ellie at SLE2134 on Twitter, he has furniture ads in his account that failed the review process. He says, what is happening, Google? Not sure how you get call directory from ads about chairs. And I, yeah, I've seen it multiple times yeah. specifically where it looks like you are a call service and that's why he's getting flagged. So just keep an eye out. Multiple people in Discord have had these issues thinking something was a call center or call software. But you know, three strikes and you're out. So, I get, I'm starting to manually give people strikes, and it feels so good <laughs> when somebody has this proof thing. I just retweet back strike one. <laughs> <laughs> Continuing in our unsupportive segment here, 
Julie Bacini at Neptune Moon has a response. It says, your email has been sent to our team, exclamation point, due to the preventative measures being taken for our support specialists in light of COVID-19. It may take longer than usual to respond to your report, your support request. And Julie says, we are 18 plus months into COVID. It is no longer, longer acceptable, nor has it been for quite some time to use it as an excuse for longer support times. Figure it out, platforms. You certainly have the resources to do so. Retweet. This is the best part of this whole segment from Akvila DeFazio. At Akvila DeFazio on Twitter. She says, sad, it's needed, but this is great. Hat tip, Mick K is the person's username, which I think you need five. So they were grandfathered into that four character um, handle on Twitter. This is a Spotify playlist called Songs for When You Need to Contact the Facebook Health Center. So the first song is Please. <laughs> the second song is I Just Need. The third song is You. Then Work. Then Why Is This So Freaking Hard, as Glenn Gabe would say, for you. Thank you. Hope to hear from you soon. So <laughs> How did she funny. even find that? I need to start making more playlists. Amazing. Thank you for sharing, Aquila. Thank you, everyone. Okay, now we have an email from the desk of me. It says, hello, Christine, a.k.a. Shep. We're excited to announce that Microsoft Audience Network will be expanding into 18 new markets in November. So you guys all got this email, I think. So look if you want the list. Otherwise, we will have it in our show notes. What this means for you. As of mid-November, your account will be opted in to extend search campaigns to Microsoft Audience ads. If you take no actions, your ads will be eligible to be to appear in these high quality native placements. If you currently have an existing, existing Microsoft Audience Network campaign, I can't even acronym this because they don't have one. I can't say man. <laughs> Targeting any of the above markets globally, your reach will be expanded to these markets. You will also have the ability to create separate audience campaigns targeting these new markets. How to opt out. To opt out of audience ads on Microsoft-owned properties, you can do this with website exclusions by excluding MSN, Outlook, etc. To adjust your bids for a campaign, select the campaign you'd like to adjust, then select settings, advanced settings, other settings, audience ads. Just call me if you need help with that. I had to do it today. Um, AKA if you want to opt out, decrease by 100 at the campaign level. If you do not want to target native traffic in any market, edit your location targets to the specific countries and regions where you want to serve. Why is all my news so dense today? Opt out, people. Okay, then I got this email this morning. It was just a horrible way to start my Wednesday. We found out that a bunch of our accounts were just automatically opted into auto-applied recommendations on Microsoft Ads yesterday. And at least it's only for negative keyword conflicts. It wasn't for anything like ad suggestions or whatever, but still don't tell me I opted in when I didn't. When you click the link, it says remove negative keyword conflicts. You opted in on 11-2-21. I absolutely did not. Stop gaslighting me, Microsoft. And then when I click the link on all but one of the accounts for the emails I got, I got like four, it didn't work. <laughs> so I had to call support. At least Tatiana could help me. Should I not say her name? She was helpful. <laughs> there is a tiny, tiny lightning bolt in the upper right-hand corner of the recommendation tabs that has not any kind of a label besides the letter A 
A for auto apply. And this is what you have to click on to opt out of the recommendation. And they don't, I, it's unbelievable to, flames on the side of my face. I'm so mad. I, know I don't think I've ever heard you yell. No. I, just, I can't see. Is that Greg over there? I literally, I was like, Tatiana, I know it's not your fault. I'm I'm just really upset <laughs> that I was auto-opted into this and the link didn't work. So you opted into that. Yes. Yesterday. Tatiana's going to be getting a side gig with uh, better help. <laughs> I'm so mad. <laughs> Moving on from Lawrence Chassie at L Chassie on Twitter. Running some reporting in Google Ads today, and this came up as a new option you can download to Google Sheets as one of the options. And as much as we hate on Big Google, sometimes you just got to say, she. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I knew you had something to say, but I didn't know that was it. You excel at puns. <laughs> Jessica. Sheets. Shout out Tatiana Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we have a new article from Barry. It was posted October 28th. October 28th. <laughs> Be ready for the holiday season with new ways new ways to get your best deals on Google and measure performance. You're supposed to wait until November 1st, okay? Yeah, my candle wasn't even lit yet on the 28th. <laughs> <laughs> so there are these new deals badges they are for promotion, sale price, or price drop right on the products tab within Merchant Center in Google Ads. Then there's a dashboard where you'll be able to see the performance of products with these dual badges, these deal badges broken out from your other results. Yeah, and it's right there in Merchant Center, and it seems like it's for shopping ads now. I couldn't find any of them in um, the free listings at the moment, but I also don't have any really that are sunk up with that. But check it out over on Search Engine Roundtable. Oh, the other thing with it too, um, it is rolling out for Google Shopify and WooCommerce Google listings and ads is what it's called, that plugin. You can use those product promotions as well. It'll auto sync up. Thanks, Greg. I didn't get through all my story. <laughs> it was my story and I threw it on you. So, And from Patrick McGee at Patrick McGee on Twitter, Apple's privacy settings caused an estimated 9.8 billion of revenue to evaporate in the second half of the year at Snap, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Oh, Twitter wait, is listed. Wait, that's a misquote. Wait. Patrick! <laughs> <laughs> As their advertising businesses were shaken by new results, the average impact on revenue was minus 12%. Apple, meanwhile, reported a record quarter for its advertising business on Thursday. Huh. As its services set as its services segment beat revenue estimates by 700 million to reach 18.3 billion. And then to close this all off, he's coming for Barry and Greg with a nice chart of the week again. Key chart. What do you think, Greg? Hate it. <laughs> and then to close out our news here in paid, we have a tweet from Matt Navarra at Matt Navarra on Twitter. He says, Google just sent this email to business users calling for their, their support to fight regulation in the U.S. And it's the same thing that Facebook was doing last week. Like, we care so much about businesses. This is all for you. Fight the regulation. It's all about you, businesses. Like, okay. We care so much about you, as you've clearly seen by all the redacted commentary. 
Okay. Is there any organic news today? Oh, we got a lot. Yeah. First up in organic news, Brave Search is using click data for ranking purposes. And I say, why not? Absolutely. Why the heck not, Jess? Because uh, Brave had made some big news when they announced a few weeks ago that they're replacing Google Search as the default browser with Brave. And um, by way of Glenn Gabe, he had shared something saying that they looked at search queries, search result clicks, the URL of pages visited in the browser and time spent on those pages and some metadata about those pages themselves. And everybody that's like an old stodgy SEO is going to be like, no, we don't use click data. These say they don't. Listen, 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 listen. You're a search engine. You run your own search engine. What would you do? Would you use that as a ranking factor? Think about it. Something that is in position five is getting more clicks than position two. It's your job to get the best content um, as high and as, as much visibility as possible. Would you use it? You should, and I hope Brave does great, and I hope they win, and I hope Google goes bankrupt. There you go. They're so brave. <laughs> All right. And next up from Lily Ray at Lily Ray NYC on Twitter, she says, some questions for John Mew slash Danny Sullivan. Some questions for John Mew and Danny Sullivan, the Google guys. And she says, how, quote, adult, end quote, does, quote, adult content, end quote, need to be to justify adding the meta name rating content equals adult meta tag? If you have to ask, just add it. <laughs> Great point. We're going to get into a little bit more here. And she says, does informational but perhaps graphic content about sex and relationships fall into this category? Would adding the adult meta tag to some pages based on the above criteria affect the overall site's ability to perform in news and discover? And I thought that'd be a great time to have a rousing debate about when to use the tag or not. Let's also, wait, HR is calling and um, the debate has yeah, been canceled. Yeah, they the got a bone to canceled. pick with you. <laughs> Jess. Jessica. Um, John <laughs> said, there's no objective metric for adultness is the actual answer. If you're doing this for safe search, I'd use rough classifications over blah, blah, blah. So um, again, there it is on a list on the manual actions, which is why Lily, Lily is asking, and she's trying to do the right thing, but go check out the safe search. All right, next up, there was a really crazy chart, but Jerry didn't do it, so there's no music today. And it was about the growth of e-commerce and retail by Smart Insights. And if you look at this chart, it is going up steadily, 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 and then it shoots to the moon with COVID. And then it seems like it's settled back down between about a 13 to 14% increase, which is substantial um, from, from pre-COVID time. So again, plan for that for retailers. That's just a general number. There's about 13.5% more retail than there was pre-pandemic. All right, next up, I think this is new, but you can now see read receipt messages in your um, business profile. So you can see um, there's a, a link and you can get it over on community.marketingclock or sign up for our newsletter, marketingclock.com forward slash newsletter. And you can see how to get read receipts turned on or off um, in Google My Business, which is great. All right, next up from Tube Filter, YouTube Gaming will be launching gifted memberships and live redirects in 2022. And Jess, you're a gamer, right? Totally. <laughs> so live redirect is basically going to be like a Twitch raid. I, I participate in those. You have a lot of Candy Crush <laughs> <laughs> Twitch raids? I don't even know what that is. If you don't know what it is, like Gamer Jess, um, <laughs> it's basically when you are done with your stream, you can just kick it over, redirect it, and raid somebody else's stream. If oh, I that's have the right fun. Like yeah, you can send the all lot? the people who are watching yeah, you to so, watch so someone else automatically. Instead of them going to find their stuff, it's like, you'd be like, oh, I'm done with my candy crushing. I'm going to kick it over to Shep, and she's going to do some San Andreas. In, <laughs> you know, San yeah, Andreas? That's, that's really Shep's game right there. I play words with friends. <laughs> oh, okay. 
Um, all right. And then there was also the Chrome Dev Summit 2021. And the folks over at Onely.com on Twitter had a great thread if you want to see anything about it. They talk about uh, the sandbox and, and some of the targeting, the core web vitals, some auto dark mode stuff. And there's something in there that I think SEOs are going to go crazy about. Like those, you know how everyone went psycho and got rid of the images and colors and it's just like it's just like plain text on their sites they said from the web dev they said we're working hard to fill the gaps that the current core web vitals metrics don't address yet just yet we're excited to introduce two new metrics we've been experimenting with that we think will improve how user experience is measured on the web what do you think bum, they bum, are? Bum. so all you core web vital nerds out there that haven't seen any results from making your website worse. You got two more things you can take off your site. <laughs> or add. What if it's like, includes images? <laughs> oh, no. Pass fail. Yeah. They are taking Google <laughs> Analytics off their site. You remember that? Somebody asked if they could take if taking Google Analytics off their site would help their core web vitals. Oh my God. All right. And then Glenn Gabe at Glenn Gabe on Twitter brings some sanity, some much needed sanity to the Ooh. SEO world where he's talking about a big, big, big example of why you never want to have an M dot site instead use responsive. He came across a huge brand that is a nightmare to look at. Go give him a follow at Glenn Gabe on Twitter. It is a disaster. Also, love him or hate him. There is a great article by Barry Adams over on the SEO for googlenews.com site where he talks about AMP. He has spoken out against AMP for a long time and he kind of wraps up all the different items about the AMP news that came from some of those redacted um, alleged emails that AMP was being slowed, slowing down some other sites. So check that out. There's another article over on the register and it's uh, the name of the article is awesome. It's Google's, quote, be evil, quote, business transformation is complete. Time for the end game. From the article, I'm just going to read it here quick. They said, as one developer said on Twitter, having read the filing, either Google is screwed or society is. That's sweet. It's hard to argue with that. It's hard to argue that Facebook doesn't have its own equally damning and equally perilous culpabilities. And then it goes on to say a whole bunch more stuff, but awesome write-up of kind of what we were trying to say last week. And hey, do you need a new job? Danny Sullivan over on his at Danny Sullivan account has an exciting job fighting spam in the Google search results. So go be part of the end game. Go follow uh, Danny on Twitter at Danny Sullivan. And Jess, got anything better over in social? Yeah. Uh, first up this week, just in time for the PR scandal <clears throat> holiday season. Here <laughs> is another one from Akvila at Akvila DeFazio on Twitter. She says, impressive. Facebook says, we'll pay for free shipping this holiday season when using their checkout. And there's a nice message from Facebook. Hey, Shopify commerce account this holiday season. Offer your customers free shipping when they buy your products using checkout on Facebook or Instagram. We'll pay up to $15 to ship each order now through December 31st, 2021. There's more details there. That's actually really nice. I, it sounds like you do have to pay up front, but that you'll be reimbursed by Facebook. So it's nice to offer free shipping to your customers. Something to consider. I still like the part where you didn't think fire could happen outside. <laughs> <laughs> that is not. I, I love that you distilled it down to that. <laughs> I can't stop thinking. It's I'm adjacent. that worried. I'm, I'm physically worried about your house. Do you not leave candles burning in your jack-o'-lantern? No. Oh. It's right next to your house, right? It's on the porch. It's on the concrete. It's very cold. <laughs> I don't think that, okay. that's going to help. 
So you you have to rip the t- the seal off of a container. You can't leave it dangling. <laughs> but lit candle days. <laughs> Just checking. You're, you're, there's no no candle privileges for you in this building. But I feel like it's magic. That's the point. It's like the other pumpkins. We had four pumpkins lit. This one is still going. Is it kind of like, how long is this one going to last? Yeah, now I need to know. Like Magic's pumpkin Hanukkah? <laughs> Says the guy who just like had a perfectly logical argument for why we're in a simulation. <clears throat> they don't have fire in the Sims. <laughs> Next up, <laughs> also not sure I had a lot of fun with that as a kid, from Twitter support, they tweeted, with some of you on Android and web, we are testing design changes to clarify how replies are organized under a tweet. If you're in the test, you'll see a more detailed description for the section that contains replies that are potentially spammy, harmful, or offensive, but they left out the part where they basically said iPhone users are better than everybody else. Big TikTok news by way of Jara Bean. Should I know who this person is? I don't know her, but no. she knows her stuff. She does. So y'all should know her. She understands how TikTok works. She says, big TikTok news. The caption character count on TikTok has been increased from 100 to 300. And if you don't think that that's a big deal, it actually is because it's how you describe your content and what it's about. And it's how TikTok knows who to show your content to. So big deal. The link sticker for Instagram stories is officially rolling out to all accounts, which means there's no more need to clutter your stories with the annoying phrase link in bio. So more like link in bye. Oh, am I right? Chess. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep the comedy show rolling. From the parent company focused on technology that connects people comes a Facebook feature sure to make people feel left out. Facebook is testing a new spotlight conversation option to, quote, facilitate more focused in-app chats, end quote. This is according to Social Media Today, who says that the option, when enabled, separates replies from specific users into a new chat thread. So that thread is, of course, the first tab in the post comments. And then there's a second tab where everyone else just falls under other comments. You'll also be able to see if you have this enabled who was invited into the spotlight within the original post. So really singling folks out. And I could see in the professional space this may be making sense, but I don't know how much in any real conversation. In my happening. Trader Joe's mom group, it would be nice. Let you everyone fight who doesn't matter. You don't have that. I'm in Trader Joe's Meal Ideas for Busy Moms. And last night, a guy named Brandon said, some of y'all ain't even busy. Everyone got in a fight. Everyone was mad at Brandon. He said he's gatekeeping. Just busy moms. And then everyone was like, "Brandon, you're not a mom, (laughs) but he's busy, and he knows that you aren't. He's he's busier than y'all. And if you're a freelancer and would like to be more busy, like Brandon, (laughs) from TechCrunch." Service Marketplace is a new feature that will let people advertise themselves for short-term engagements to those looking to hire people for such roles competing against the likes of Fiverr and Upwork for sourcing skilled knowledge workers. This is a new LinkedIn feature. It is rolling it out. It picked up 2 million users in its, quote, small U.S. beta. So that's very exciting. It's a free service, at least for now. So if you're a freelancer, (laughs) check it out. 
Great news for QVC fans. Pinterest has announced Pinterest TV, which <gasps> the platform, yes, this is you, Shep. Have we told this story 10 times? <laughs> no, this is just in time for the holidays. Okay. It's uh, live original shoppable episodes featuring creators, yada, yada. Okay, you but Sean Killinger isn't there. Happy birthday, Sean. So Who's it's that? not good Cheese news man? for QVC fans. Sean is a lady. <laughs> I feel like we have to cut that out or we're going to be canceled. <laughs> no. It's okay. What is she schlepping? Oh, like fashions, everything. Do you remember fashions. when you do you remember when you're trying to at one point you're like new here and you're like, oh, QVC is actually pretty cool. They have like this barnyard collection. And you sent this like thing and it's like sweaters with like with like, like moose, like me on it. It's and called stuff. Quacker Factory. Quacker Factory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is ridiculous. Put some respect on the yes. name. Unbelievable. Okay, so Pinterest has QVC. Cool. Pinterest has QVC, which is whatever. But if you're a creator, you might care that along with this launch, they're launching a virtual studio to help you have live shoppable streams. So it's not just the QVCs of the world. It's everybody else. Have you ever bought something from Quacker Factory? (laughs) No. It's it's expensive, actually. Hmm. What are we talking expensive? Like a $40 sweater that you can only wear during the Christmas season because there's an advent calendar on it. Sparkle. All right, Shep, I'm actually on quackerfactory.com right now, and I'm purchasing something for you to wear for the first day in our new studio. You can bring it in. Yes. <laughs> Quacker Factory attire. That's okay, awesome. Just in time for the holiday season. Cannot wait. Can we burn some This site is too? incredible. <laughs> this is great. Rest in peace, Gene. <laughs> <laughs> she created Quacker Factory. All right, while y'all are shopping, I'm going to continue with the news. This is from The Verge. Facebook verified a fan page posing as Elon Musk, but now the page is gone. In the about Elon Musk, it literally says this is a fan page. So that's something. The article goes on to say, a Facebook fan page for Elon Musk with 153,000 followers has been verified as the official page representing the Tesla Techno King, which I like, in violation of Facebook's own rules. But sometime after we published this story on Monday, the page became inaccessible. It's unclear if Facebook took it down or the owners chose to make it unavailable. And maybe it's not clear, but it's pretty, to use Glenn Gabe's terms, freaking obvious. These are people that print money in their basement. They took it down. Glenn Gabe didn't say that. All he said was freaking. Don't put words in Glenn's mouth unless the word is freaking. Freaking. It's freaking obvious, everybody. All right. And it looks like phony verified faces are not the only thing disappearing from the book. According to NPR, Facebook said it will shut down its face recognition system and delete the face prints of more than one billion people after a privacy complaint. What's Meta going to do? What if like the whole thing is like they're not like Facebook's just deleting them, but Meta has them. (laughs) You could be right. They're already in there. Oh, from uberall.com, fake reviews. How big a problem exactly? The answer is I don't know, but that's because I didn't read the report and you can be a better marketer than me and check it out. It is the state of online review fraud and analysis of 4 million reviews. It's free in exchange for your contact info. So probably worth the price you pay. It's definitely cheaper than a Quacker Factory sweatshirt. (laughs) The shopping is still happening. It's a cardigan. Oh, Taylor? (laughs) All right, last up here in social. At Instagram on Twitter, tweeted, 
They said it would never happen, dot, dot, dot. Twitter card previews start rolling out today, caps lock. Sneaky eyes emoji. Now when you share an Instagram link on Twitter, a preview of that post will appear, raising hands emoji. And I'm not sure who they are, but apparently absolutely no one cares because all of the replies to this tweet were people begging Instagram for help, restoring hacked accounts, throwing shade for this not being news, and generally screaming. So maybe they shouldn't have made a big a deal about this. Yeah, and honestly, for marketers, Instagram posts used to look good, and now then they look like trash, just a link. So if you have that and you're looking for an easy post to put out, why not do it now before it was trash? Now you get a card. Give it a shot. And that brings us to our real life segment. Straight out of our accounts and into your ear holes. It's time for working hard or hardly working. I love Data Studio for everything that it lets you do and that you can hook it up to all the different ad platforms and you can blend data and that's amazing. But there have been a couple times when I like bring up a report on a call and the connector, there's something wrong with it. And it anytime you change your password, it gets broken. Um, so that's really frustrating. And I've been, if I use it for a meeting, just downloading it as a PDF like an hour before in case it's broken. So smart. Yeah, hardly working slash little tip. Nice. And we've had something, we've been kind of kicking around here at the agency where now it seems like hiring is is tough. And we had, a, I think on two agency scoops ago, Jill talked about some of the struggles we've, we've had. And I think PPC Kirk, who just launched a new podcast, uh, PPC Ponderings, I believe, had a quote or a tweet a few weeks ago talking about now is the time to really look at the clients you're bringing on and make sure that those are good relationships. And it's just something that Everybody that's looking for an agency should really consider, and agencies should look at that as well. Like now, there's more work to be done than ever, and less folks around. It's just kind of the the state of everything right now. So now is the time to really look and assess the clients that you have on now that they're good, everything's healthy and going well. And when you're bringing folks on, you can be more restrictive as an agency and. As somebody looking for an agency, really work. Take the effort and work to put things in. Really care and give all that information out and treat people well. You know it, and pay people well, right? Like sometimes fees have gone up, costs have gone up, and if you want the best, you kind of need to pay top dollar. So just just something we've been thinking about, and we're probably going to come up with some other things, maybe share them around. But now is the time to make sure you've got those good relationships in your business life. All right, for me, I just like to complain in this segment. I already know we already kind of talked about how Google Ads is dumb with the way they name things. But I was poking around in the change history, and I never noticed that they will tell you if a campaign was paused, they'll say campaign paused. But if it was enabled, all it says is campaign changed, mm-hmm. and you have to toggle it open. And that's so frustrating. Like, you know what I did. I just, that is like wasting seconds yeah. of my life. And there's, they add up. There's an expand button in Microsoft, but I don't know if there is in Google where it'll untoggle everything. On its own? Mm-hmm. I don't think Google has that. I don't either. If they do, I missed it. Good to know. Now it's time for this week's WTH. Misguided. You're like, who does that? <laughs> Just get rid of it. I'm over it. Where we rant, rave, and roll our eyes about a trending digital marketing topic. What are we coming to? Honestly. See what had us asking. W-T-H. This week. Okay, we're going to segue a little bit from digital marketing news to hair news. This is a thread from... <laughs> You'll see... This is a thread from Insider on Twitter and it talks all about like the hair collecting industry and there's like a lock of hair from Abe Lincoln and how much money it's going for and people even pay top dollar $225 
between two twenty five and three thousand for like a lock of hair on a trading card. But then we find out that one of the world's largest collections of presidential hair belongs to jo- John Reisenkopf of Google. He owns prize locks from Edgar Allan Poe, Susan B. Anthony, Albert Einstein, Marie Antoinette, and Napoleon Bonaparte. That's impressive. (laughs) I hate this. Yeah. That's the last thing you want is a tech giant, an immoral tech giant (laughs) that just completed its transformation to be evil, having hair from some of the most notable <laughs> folks in history. And they're going to be yeah, like, we have a new doing board. magic they're with closed. this hair. Some of his strands of hair were used to like, somebody came out and said they were JFK's kids and like they said they used his collection to disprove the theory and like, look at that hair. <laughs> like, I want to throw up. Ugh. A clump of Kennedy's hair. Where is the hair from? That's a lot of hair. It's so gross. Think about how it's harvested just, and then someone's like, I'm going to sell this. Just this is horrible. He's going out. He has this quote here's the thing as a hair collector you have to just own it you can't be insecure about it this is not something you can do and be embarrassed by and then somewhere it says the hardest part was convincing his family it's like yeah yeah but you know irreconcilable differences hair collector but i hate it if you see this guy after you get a haircut you're on the right track because you know he only gets the big guys so you're doing something right it's so gross. Just don't look at this one, but it'll be in Discord. How did Google's PR team allow this? You're like, we're high, you're the high up executive in Manhattan. Like, here, talk, talk about all the hair you've stole from dead people. <laughs> so gross. Any press is good press. And now for this week's cool tool. As a reminder, our Cool Tool segment is not an official endorsement or paid mention. We're simply sharing something we found in our travels that may be of use to our listeners. And is really, really cool. This week's Cool Tool is the People Also Search For tool from Search Response. It's meant to help you surface hundreds of people also searched for keywords ranked in order of importance related to your topic or content. If you're not familiar, those are the terms you see in the SERPs when you bounce back to Google after clicking on a result. So not only is this just generally handy for keyword research, but it is also really, really cool because they have a URL search feature. You could just pop in a URL, ideally for your own site, to help you identify gaps in content. But the output for that feature shows you all of the keywords people are searching on in Google once they bounce back from that URL. It's still in beta or beta, so uh, (laughs) it's free to use at least for now. We'll have the link in our newsletter and on Discord. Pick your poison. Check it out. And now it's time for our must-read marketing article of the week. An article so advanced, so in-depth, so detailed, we simply cannot cover it in its entirety on today's show. This week's must-read marketing article of the week is actually a thread from No Commerce, K-N-O Commerce on Twitter. A thread you read? A thread I read. And they are a survey company, and apparently they've been doing a lot of surveys on attribution, talking about where people found the product that they just purchased. It is fascinating to see. Again, it's probably not completely accurate, a little bit more uh, qualitative than quantitative, but you can see, I think Google had the highest amount that was um, actually attributed correctly, 40%. And there was one stat that I thought was great where they said, now ready for the craziest stats. Average click data loss on TikTok is 90%. And on YouTube, it's 96%. This means nine out of 10 customers that say they found you on TikTok and 19 out of 20 on YouTube are being misattributed by clicks. Fascinating thread. Check it out. Thank you. No commerce. 
All right, that does it for today's show. It is now officially not Marketing O'Clock. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this week's Marketing O'Clock. If you're looking for more information on today's topics, head over to marketingoclock.com slash newsletter to receive every single article we covered. We share the news as it breaks in our Discord community. Head over to community.marketingoclock.com to join. And we'll see you next week. Welcome to this week's Shooting the Hack, where after our famous Friday news show, we don't talk about marketing anymore. We just... Shoot the hack. We have kind of a draft today, I would call it. Um, Greg, why don't you explain? This was submitted by Matt here at Cypress North, and he had an idea about warning signs you see on cars. So anything you see on a car that makes you think, hmm, right? And I think there's one obvious one, so I'll give an example so the audience can play along at home. Uh, Truck nuts. (laughs) If you've ever seen truck nuts on a truck or a car... That's a pretty big warning sign, yeah. right? So that's that's a that's probably a number one example, first first pick there. So then as an example, nobody can pick it, but that's the game. Okay. So Caleb, you can start. All right. I'm going to say, I don't know. I haven't seen it in a while, but when I was growing up, I used to see it all the time. Like when a car has like stuffed animals all Ooh. in the back window. Good I'm one. always like, what's going on there? And they drive a little weird too. Like they're always a little bit slower than everyone else. You know what I mean? It's strange. Yeah, and it's, and it's like yeah. you're old enough to have a driver's license. Yeah, exactly. And you have like Mickey Mouse <laughs> and all the other Disney characters in the back of your car. I feel like they're also smoking in the car and all the animals. Smell like <laughs> you're right. You're yeah. absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I don't know if you're going to have trouble with this person on the road, but they're definitely a certain type of person in real life. Extra long antenna on a car. Yeah. You ever see those? They're just like up yep. there. The person is always wearing a hat too, if you ever look. Mm. That's their thing. That's us. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, they're probably not aggressive drivers, but they may. Why? Because they want better signal from the radio they're station? They're doing something. Yeah, they're they're just, up to something. They have a you plan. You don't need There's that in your vehicle. A plan is in motion. Yeah. Okay. That's I'm a way to put it. But and check it out. Pick they're it up always on wearing a, a hat. And okay. we pick it up on our audio sometimes on the CB radio. <laughs> Today, yeah. Okay, Greg. I'm going to go with uh, a sticker of Calvin peeing on anything. Oh! I mean, that was what a sign of cool. Oh, that was the only one I really cared about. How oh, crass. You know Why are people just, they think they can be so crass on the road. Like, disgusting. I'm so yeah. bummed that I wore my Kelvin shirt yesterday and not today. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, you wore a shirt with the guy peeing on a car? It's a cartoon. And somehow he got like, his name got, his good name got besmirched into being somebody that pees on the opposition. I hate it. You think it's <laughs> funny until- funny sentence. <laughs> You think it's funny until someone's peeing on your neighbor's house on your ring yeah. video doorbell. Calvin. Yeah, that's his name, Calvin. <laughs> I get really mad. Okay. I'm going to go with um, my first car was a punch bug, and I really feel like it's a big part of me, and like I'm not myself anymore now that I don't have that car. But I think someone that gives the punch bug drivers a bad name is when they put eyelashes on the headlights. Oh, I had that. I, that I had so that on my list. So not cool. And they look like spiders. <laughs> and thanks, I hate it. It's terrible. Absolutely despised. I should have thought of that. Get rid of it. Oh, so I have another one. Yeah, it's a serpentine draft. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Serp season team. Serpies. I'm going to go with like, we're out here in New York state living our lives. And when I see a car with a license plate from Alaska, it's like, you're running from something. Okay, <laughs> You just good. chose to drive here instead of fly. That's not right. I don't trust it. And I don't want to see it. 
All right. So I had my first one. Not because you're from Alaska, but anywhere really far away. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And then my first one was on a car. Next one is going to be in a car. Because if I see somebody driving down the road, big fuzzy dice. (laughs) That's like, what are you, you're obstructing your view. You're choosing to obstruct your view. And nobody ever takes those fuzzy dice off when they get in the car. And I know you can't see that good. That's insane to me that people do that. Fuzzy dice. Yeah, it's illegal in New York, I think. Oh, really? <laughs> You're not supposed to Law have things hanging, yeah. Hmm. And then everyone had their masks hanging last year. That was a dark time. <laughs> I still have mine on my shifter. Just in case. <laughs> Just in case I need it. Jess? Is it my turn? Yes. Yes, this is oh, so so No one knows how. The no one will ever know how this will work. People at home still think it's probably a running joke, but this it's is not a free week. <laughs> okay. So, do you ever see a car that's like silver... Well, one of the doors isn't. Yeah. <laughs> they had to get a new door from a junkyard. <laughs> when there's a panel of any kind in a different color or body style, I guess you probably can't do that. But I bet that'll I mean. come back in fashion soon. Was it ever in fashion? I feel like it's because you're a bad driver. No. like Or someone else was a bad driver. It could driver. be trendy. <laughs> I don't know about that. Mark this down, Jess, on this date, November 5th. You said that wasn't a good luck. It's going to be in vogue. <laughs> Caleb? All right, I get two, right? Yeah. Okay. Serpentine. Serpentine. Um, I have also not seen this in a while, but when I was growing up, it was like seeing like, I don't know, a unicorn in the wild. But uh, the cars that have like the little umbrellas on top, like at the very top and they're like miniature, disgusting. It's always super weird to me. I haven't what seen What are you Wait, talking you guys about? don't know what I'm talking about? No. On an antenna? Uh, no, no. It's like at the top of the car. It's like a little design thing, like the eyelashes, but they put it like right at the top. It's like supposed to be cute, but hmm. I always hated it. Um really gross another one that i really am like always kind of like eh, suspicious of is if someone has like the leds under their car mm. so you can see mm. them and you're like i always switch lanes get out of the way because you don't know you know it's like are we gonna have a street way street race or are you gonna you know what are you trying to do it's it's interesting and suspicious all right jess you're up um so people have roof racks on their cars and then when they pack them there are some people that put it off center or like they'll just have a kayak on one side but the roof rack on just what like put it in the middle you're good with me you're just a psycho yeah. why would you put it on the end you're it's not symmetrical all right my pick is me people in cars judging other people's roof racks <laughs> <laughs> you don't think that that's why wouldn't you center it i'm sure there's a reason for it can't think of one <laughs> okay okay <laughs> so i'm gonna go with an aftermarket insanely oversized spoiler. Oh, yeah. Mm. You see, spoilers are made for a reason. It's to keep the back of your car down. And you see these, like, like, it looks like a piece of siding that's, uh, you know, bolted onto the back of a car. It's like, bro, this isn't Tokyo Drift here. You're driving a Ford Escort. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, what are we doing here? So I'm going to go with aftermarket spoilers. Okay, I'm going to go with any car that is clean in the line for the car wash because you just hate your life. <laughs> That's good. I've said this before. Like, why are you wasting everyone's time? Now I have to wait for you to get through when my car is actually a disaster. Hey, there's a reason his car looks that good. You know, he, he's there every day. I don't no matter what. Him, okay, go home to your family. <laughs> um, and then I'm just going to, I can't believe this hasn't been taken already, but the stick figure families can just go away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yep. just... Go away. I don't, you're just like putting a marker on your back. It's like, here's my family. Come abduct us and pee in our house. <laughs> All right. I've got a controversial one here, Uh-oh. but I always 
I'm very, I have lots of thoughts when I see a car out there that has a tribute to on the back. Yeah. Where it's like tribute to. And it's like, you know what? Like, what if, what if you hit somebody? Like, what if you hit somebody? And then it's like the car that was attributed, that tribute to somebody, then hits somebody else. And it's like, you, I, I never get that. That's sad though. I know. But then it's like, and then it's like, I feel like if I had a tribute to somebody, I'd have to wash the car every day. I know. I never <laughs> wash my car. Right. Like, I'd have to wash. Yeah. Like, I have so many thoughts about people that have the tribute to as their car. So weird. Yeah. Yeah. I never thought about it that way. Yeah. All right, Jess? I don't know what you call this, but you, so you have a pickup truck, right? And then there's the people that like double the wheels, like on a semi truck on their pickup truck. And yeah. then it's like lifted mm. and you're too wide for the lane. Like, what are you trying to prove? <laughs> what do you call that? <laughs> Wanna be monster max. truck? <laughs> 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 that's, perfect. that's perfect. Uh, oh no, you're done. Am right? I done? You did no, four. No, I just got three. three. Oh, serpentine. I have done three, so I get one more. Serpentine drafts. <laughs> All right. This one's kind of inspired by what Jess said, but when you see like a pickup truck that has the cover on the back, that's always super weird to a me. A tonneau cover? That's yeah. Weird? What? I hate that. It's so I, weird. It's you're like, trying to it's keep like what's yeah. going on in there? You got fire. You can wood. never you see inside of it. No, you can't see what's going you on. That's the body you want people to see. Exactly. See, Greg? Exactly. Exactly. That's the thought process. All right, Shepin, what were your picks? Okay. I had um eyelashes. I'm not going in the right order. Eyelashes, people with a license plate that's more than a 48 hour drive away. Um, stick finger families. <laughs> you stick the- fingers. <laughs> stick <laughs> figure <laughs> families, and like, people like- with clean cars in line for the car wash. All right, and I have Calvin peeing on anything, fuzzy dice, aftermarket spoilers, and then when they put a tribute, their car is a tribute to somebody. Jess, I've got a panel in a different color than the rest of the body of the car, a roof rack that's not centered, an extra long antenna, and performance <laughs> max. <laughs> the pickup truck. I've got stuffed animals in the back of a car, um, a little umbrella on top, uh, LEDs at the bottom of your car, or like a cover on the back of your pickup. I win. Vote in Spotify, and we'll see you next week.